0: Hello everybody, this is Paul Miller, and you're listening to the Tuna Town Talks Podcast, located in Venice, Louisiana, the fishing capital of the world. Alrighty guys, welcome to another episode of Tuna Town Talks. We're down here today in the Rivers End Outfitters uh, Lodge and we're, you know, I I, I uh, knew Chrissy was here and one thing led to another, I guess, and I asked her to be on the podcast. And, um, yeah, you know, your dad was a huge idol of mine growing up, you know, watching his show and everything. And I thought it would be a, an awesome, awesome opportunity to, you know, kind of hear about growing up with, with Jose, as well as, uh, you know, what you're going to do here in the future and stuff. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me, Paul.
0: <laughs> and, um, as every guest gets, uh, a bottle of yellowfin vodka. So that's yours. It comes from, uh, uh, uh. Cane's right here from Louisiana. It's made in Louisiana. So it's, uh, yeah, it's yours. So,
2: Well, it will not go to waste. <laughs> I promise you that. Mom needs mom time, right? <laughs> right,
0: right. Well, cool. So, um, yeah, so tell us, like, um, where'd you grow up and um, tell us about your dad?
2: Well, um, both of my parents are actually pretty fantastic, and I grew up with a fisherman for a father and a dolphin trainer for a mother. Um I growing up in the Florida Keys, yeah. Yeah, that's my, so cool. Yeah. A dolphin
0: trainer for your mom? Mhm. Really? Well, my parents
2: actually met at Miami Seaquarium. Uh-huh. Um and well this is pretty cool stories. Um my dad being a little little Cuban boy in Miami in the 70s and 80s, it wasn't always that great. So right. Um, When he started off at Miami Sea Aquarium, you know, he was, he would clean the fish tanks, the dolphin tanks, and he was also collecting tropical fish for them, too, to put into the aquarium. Well, when he was in one of the main tanks with, you know, some of the eels and Goliath grouper, uh, one of the dolphin trainer supervisors walked, walked by and saw that my dad had trained The eels and the Goliath groupers, you know, you'd give them a certain hand signal and they'd swim between his legs. He'd give them another hand signal. They'd swim around him. And they said, who is this guy? (laughs) Oh, he's just, you know, one of the tank cleaners, blah, blah, blah. And then sure enough, they moved him. Um, He tried to work with the sea otters, but back then we didn't know much about training marine mammals and uh, that little thing. (laughs) tore. tore that target apart They're, they use something called a target pole which looks like a really long q-tip mm-hmm. for them to follow and it's the the tip of it is styrofoam and he is, he's like no one can train that animal
1: that thing is the <laughs> devil so he
2: moved on to um uh training the dolphins and my mom was a dolphin and whale trainer there so she worked a lot with training the killer whales there they met. Um, my dad moved into Stu App's garage for a few months. I don't know if you know who Stu is, but he's he's one of the pioneers, like Flip Pallet, in uh, fly fishing. Oh,
1: okay. And
2: he moved in with him for a while. My mom got a job at Dolphin Research Center, and uh, my dad was also delivering fish to Dolphin Research Center as well. So,
0: how old were they when they? Um. Well,
2: my mom was 25, and my dad was 17
0: really Yeah. oh yeah she was robbing the cradle she snatched him up um
2: (laughs) and uh yeah they moved down um they bought a place in big pine and uh big pine key it's about 35 miles
0: what uh, year was that would you know in like the 80s well i was born in
2: 1983 so they were together for about um like six years before they had me right um and uh yeah. And then I grew up in this fantastic little neighborhood called Port Pine Heights. And, you really? know, back in the day when, <laughs> you know, you came home when the lights went off, and, um, uh, yeah. or the, I'm sorry, when the street lights went on. Yeah. And it was a great little neighborhood. Um, you know, you could, it was on the water. We could fish right outside. And I
0: can't imagine being in the Keys for that long. You can see in, like the, the growth of the amount of people. And, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's changed so yeah. much over the years. It's not even rem- yeah. rem- remotely the same, right?
2: Well, y- you know, there is, once you get away from Key West, um, we're in between like Key West and Marathon. Yeah. So once you get into the lower Keys, we call them. Um, a lot of the area is um sanctuary. Yeah. Um okay. so about there has been a lot of growth. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, not like Key West and not like Marathon. I think one of the the, the bummers are um vacation rentals and snowbirds there's not a lot of families that can afford to live there anymore yeah. it's all like second and third homes mm-hmm. and we have a workforce housing problem mm-hmm. and um, I mean there's plenty of jobs because it's so
0: expensive it's, if you're like a firefighter or anybody, yeah. it's just we have tough. more
2: cop cars than we have policemen so when you're driving through the keys you'll see a lot of cop cars parked on the side of the road obviously people who don't know will slow down um, but we get Monroe County can't afford to pay uh, their police officers enough to
0: to live there. Yeah, yeah. wow, it's That's crazy. It's crazy. You know, I watched like an Airbnb documentary about that because it's kind of happened a lot, like yeah. all over the world and like France and different places where they used to be able to, you know, work a odd job and live there. You can't do it anymore yeah. because the people that own it could get so many so many dollars a month to, yep. you know, rent it out. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah,
2: it is. It is wild. But I, I will tell you, I mean, they talk about the keys disease, a lot of people come down to the keys, <laughs> and then, you know, they turn into an alcoholic, and they say, I can't live here anymore. But, um, you know, there isn't anyone uh, that works harder in the keys than our fishing guides. Yeah, um, I remember my dad would be, you know, up by five and wouldn't be home uh till seven after being at the you know cleaning the boat filleting the fish
1: right
0: right, and
2: then um my mom a a lot of stuff with the so your
0: dad was like a guide most of the time when you were growing up yeah he got his
2: show so i'm how old am i i'm 37 Mm -hmm. um so my and my dad got the show i think in 96 Mm -hmm. so i was like 12 13 something like that and uh when he got his show you know living in the keys it was like oh good job jose you you know awesome we're happy for you was Um, it always
0: called the spanish law that was his first show yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. well so
2: Stu app the guy that i was telling Mm -hmm. you about his first boat um was called tarpon's terror (laughs) and Stu was like you can't name your boat that jose how about this you know and there's You're pretty young. I don't know if you know. There's an aphrodisiac called Spanish fly, Um, and Stu had said to my dad, "You know, you're you're Cuban, you're a fly fisherman, you're a good-looking guy. How about the Spanish fly?" And that's (laughs) kind of how yeah, that's kind of how it took off. Um, But when he got his show, everybody, you know, just good job, congratulations. Well, I moved to this really cold place called Maine. (laughs) <laughs> um, when I was 13, um, me and my mom moved, she got an offer to do, um, some marine mammal rescue up there and she wanted to change. So I go to this new school and, and you, you're your only child. I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, I would born and raised in the keys, mm-hmm. never lived anywhere else. And I was, I was terrible to my mother growing up.
1: <laughs> um,
2: and, uh, when, um, when we, uh, my, f- my first day of school, I, um, uh, my first day of school was about third period. And I had like a group of like f- four dudes running at me and I'm at my locker and I'm like, okay, <laughs> Chrissy, Chrissy, Wahobi Majobi, Chrissy, Wahobi, your dad, your dad, your dad's the Spanish fly. And I was like, people really watch the show?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I guess I am. But that was like my first moment where I was, I was like, Oh shoot. Like my dad's kind of a, a big deal. A, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I guess, you know, you look at your dad and you know, he's your hero and yeah, everything, yeah. But you don't want him to and be. And the it, keys
0: is kind of a small world. Super right? small, Yeah.
2: super small. So, you know, you, you know, I didn't really expect, you know, other people to look up to him the way I did. And, you know, when, um, When he died, I remember just thinking, like, um, you know, it's – you feel really alone. And um, I remember just thinking, like, it's just me because I didn't have any siblings. Um, And, you know, once every – you know, his mom and, um, you know, his sister and, you know, close family members pass away. Like, it's just me. And um, I started to find out, like, oh, my God, it's not. You know, there are other people here that, you know, um, obviously had a different kind of relationship but still really cared about him. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really special feeling. It's a very unique feeling. And I do, you know, obviously it, it sucks that he went when he did, but he, he set me up for success. He worked really hard to build up um, his business and his name. And I I think now, like, um, being a parent, um, like, I get it now. And I'm grateful that he did that for me. I really wish <laughs> he, he didn't like to do uh, all the all the risky stuff he likes to do. But, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, that's something I have a hard time balancing as well. Like people, you know, divers over the years, you know, there seems like there's less and less divers because, you know, from time to time people pass, you mm-hmm. know, diving. And it's like, I always say if, it, if it's worth it to you, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? If it's worth it to you. Because, like, me getting on a motorcycle or any motorbike with two wheels, like, I have no, no shot at it, but, you know, I'll go diving in the water with sharks and scuba diving deep depths and, you know, I'm comfortable with that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, he loved his, he loved flying. And, you know, the thing, the thing of it was, was that there was so much gear in the plane. And so when he had to take off at a really high incline, because there was weather, all that gear went back and that's when the engine stalled. Mm. so you know there's just there's there's all kinds of goofy things that can happen you know yeah. i mean I, I could have a brain aneurysm right now yeah i mean we just there's all kinds yeah. of things that you just don't know so. yeah you,
0: you know there's yeah there, you know it's it's uh i feel like a lot of times it's just like it, it When it's your time, it's your time. It doesn't matter what, (laughs) what, what's going on. Like I, I see it a lot, even with fishing, like there's fish that you should have caught every day of the week. And then there's fish that they get away and you don't even know how, you know, (laughs) or you catch them and you don't even know how, you know, it's, it's, it's weird the way things happen, but you know, um, but, um, what are you, um, what are you up to now? Like, what is, you know, what are you guys doing with the Spanish fly and. Um.
2: So there's a lot that's going on right now and it's um it's exciting for me, um because we were kind of at a well, I personally was um at a not at a lull, but I had a lot of things personally coming up, so now like everything's kind of coming back together. Mm-hmm. Um, we started the foundation. Um gosh, I mean our first board meeting was at the end of April my dad died April 6
0: 2012 Right. yeah
2: 2012 and um our mission is to honor his legacy by matching his passion for conservation education and making fishing dreams come true so over the years um we've brought over 280 individuals out on the water anything from you know kids with cancer to somebody who lost their entire home in Hurricane Irma really like you know, life impacting challenges. Mm -hmm. So there's a broad scope. And the reason why we wanted to do a broad scope is because my dad never really had one thing he was really passionate about as far as causes went. Um, You know, sometimes people have uh, Alzheimer's or natural disasters. Um, And he, he, whenever it was, what do you want for Christmas dad? He would pick whatever charity that needed the help the most at that point in time. Um, so we've worked with veterans, kids, um, we just did a, uh, um, a healthcare appreciation trip, a a woman who, um, she was an ER nurse all throughout COVID and, um, you know, just so many of those people don't get thanked, you know, people Mm -hmm. just kind of, uh, um expect them to do it and while it's their job it it is a very trying job
0: No, it's good to feel uh, appreciated. Yeah. I think everybody needs to feel appreciated. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so we we did that for her. Um we after Hurricane Irma in the Keys we removed over 300,000 pounds of debris. Um wow yeah there's i mean it's just things everywhere
0: so and so how is how does the foundation get funding do you guys get donations or? yep
2: we get um donations we um i mean costa shimano and yeti have always pitched in uh-huh. um you know it's nice to see his former sponsors continue to support um his legacy mm-hmm. um we get a lot of personal donations
0: I did like if people wanted to donate how would they do that
2: um, you could go to www.JoseWehebeFoundation.org. Wehebe's is W-E-J-E-B as in boy, E. Um, and you can, you can donate right through, right through there on the website. Okay, cool. Um, we've also donated, we got together with IGFA, Costa, and AFCO, and donated some money for hurricane relief for the guides here affected by ida um so the louisiana commercial angling organization uh, oh. we linked up with them and they're you know they're helping collect all the put give out applications collect the applications and then I igfa will go through everything and um distribute the funds and we hope to do this a few a, a few times because we know living in the Keys, you know, there's the initial recovery relief, right. and then you got to rebuild.
0: Yeah, it so, takes a while. Yeah, yeah,
2: we know that it takes a while, and so we want to be able to help um, as much as we can through different stages too, because awesome. sometimes some people only need, you know, yeah. one, and sometimes some people watched, like uh, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's cool that you guys are doing it too, because you kind of know how the hurricane thing goes, you know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. had to deal we, with it as well. Yeah. You know? We get it. Yeah. We get yeah. it,
2: dude. It's, you know, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so th- that's, that's the foundation. Um, as far as the show goes, the show's back on, um, on Waypoint TV. Um, and then I know, you know, a lot of us have seen television and the way it's been changing and how it's being watched over the years. And um uh, now it's a mm. lot of streaming i mean i know yeah. i don't have cable anymore yeah. um but i have netflix and hulu and prime and all the other you know waypoint and all those other um different avenues so we are exploring exploring a lot with different media acquisition companies too and different licensing deals so it, it's
0: How many seasons did the spanish fly run?
2: 17
0: 17 seasons 17 Holy started in moly. 95 yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. In preparation for this, I was looking around on YouTube. There's not that many. There, you can't find them, right? <laughs> no,
2: no. And and that's you know that. That's lo- part of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my dad wanted to keep it like, you know, very close for a while, and then that's you know kind of how your library builds value and everything. Right. Exactly. Um, but now this day and age, um, you can watch anything at any point in time. So yeah. trying to navigate that and how you you know have yeah. a, a career because yeah. while I love to do um, the nonprofit thing with the foundation, um, I can't use that money to support myself. That has right. to go, you to know, or that right. has to go to the foundation. It can't yeah. go to me and my children. It's mm-hmm. what I love to do. Yeah. Um, so these are just like I was talking about earlier, you know, your family, your parents working really hard to set you up for success in the future. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my dad gave me this show and the, and his legacy, so, um, now getting it back out there, yeah, um, for, be super cool. yeah, for people to see again, <laughs> yeah. because I mean, that, that show is timeless. Obviously, it I'm, a definitely little, is timeless. <laughs> I'm a little biased, but it's not just a watch me fish show. Like yeah. a lot of this stuff yeah. is it's, you know, it's telling the story on how they got there and, um, how they met this person and why this is a good fishery and, you know, the, um, conservation and everything that, that goes into that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he definitely had a message, I, you know, it's been so long since I've watched one of his full shows, you know, like, I can remember I was a little kid, you know, watching him, but um, even his YouTube video wh- where he he teaches people how to throw a cast net, mm-hmm. like, that's how I learned how to throw a cast net. That's so cool. <laughs> I mean, I want to say my, like, dad helped me, but, like, I know coming down here to Venice, you know, we have to throw big nets, like mm-hmm. 12 to 14 foot nets. And, uh, yeah, watching that video, it definitely got me really, really good at it. And, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's just cool the way that he impacted so many, you know, fishermen, not just, you know, other people as well. So but cool. So fishermen, you know.
2: It's so cool. Yeah. It, it really is. It, it, I mean, I've heard it a lot, but it never gets old. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's extremely, spe- you know, like it's extremely special. Yeah. It really is.
0: Um, yeah. What what was um like? What is the the big push with the conservation and stuff with him? Like, what do you think we could do more to to help? You know, further
2: trash removal. Trash removal. Clean yeah. up the marina. I mean, I mean, it's actually. I mean, I was downstairs with Dana, uh, and she was cleaning up all the trash out of the little nooks and crannies. But one thing that I saw a lot with the debris removal is all these little pieces of plastic that all yeah. the microplastics that break down. I just sat there and watched like three birds, like yeah. just eat them up. Yeah. And you know, when you're, when you're, you know, cleaning my hair. It's tough. Whatever.
0: It's tough too. Right here after the storms, there's just trash everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. just like, it seems like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like but the trash just goes everywhere after the storms. Like even stuff that wasn't really trash, you know, is now trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my so friend, one crazy. of their pool,
2: their pool table from downstairs, just washed yeah. right into the canal. And typically is that something <laughs> that
0: the foundation pushes a lot for is trash removal and stuff? Or what, what are the main conservation efforts with Spanish flow?
2: We do. I mean, we did a lot of the debris removal, Mm-hmm. Um, we do um, we do cleanups uh, I- at least once a year. Okay. Um, cool. But really, you know, just trying to spread the message, especially with the kids. Doing what we're to, doing right now, yeah, right? Talk yeah, to people. <laughs> talk to people. Especially, we do a lot of stuff with foster care kids down there in the Keys. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, when you fillet, you know, that you fillet open a, a tuna, or I'm sorry, a... Um, a mahi belly and I'd sit there and show the kids like you see all these little teeny tiny pieces of plastic when you see a piece of plastic just pick it up or you know um get a net or something just little little bits of things like that
0: yeah try to minimize our footprint yeah (laughs) yeah
2: I mean the conservation efforts really what we've been doing is um you know we're very conscious on you know what who we take money from yeah um and, you know, just a lot of the debris removals when the conservation efforts kind of went up. But, you know, yeah. trying to help out the guides, too. and
0: I'll say that Florida, I mean, I'm sure your dad's helped a lot with that. But, like, just being a guide here in Venice, I can tell you that, like, Floridians have such a really, like, I, I'm not saying all of them do because, like, you meet some great people from other parts. But I'd say a lot of Floridians have, like, a really good conservation mindset when they're out they go out fishing you know a lot of times they're not trying to cram the box full of fish I mean no offense Texas people but (laughs) and a majority of my listeners are from Texas but it it seems to be like they're coming here to you know fill fill the freezer because they don't have you know saltwater fish at home and stuff and and it seems like a lot of the Floridians have had like like generations over generations of conservation talk and so it, it seems like you know Florida's kind of moved past that in a lot of ways, I feel like. Yeah,
1: I
2: mean, um, it's just. I mean, when we go fish personally, mm-hmm. it's you know, a bag yeah. that we can eat for dinner and a bag that we can throw in the freezer, and then, um, I guess it's gonna sound terrible, but like, I can't eat mahi so many days in a row. Right. You know, <laughs> like I need I, I I I need like we personally. Um, We need to switch it up with, you know, some other kind of protein or Mm -hmm. some other kind of fish. So when it comes to like a a species like that, like we don't need all this. And um, but it's um, I I do think people are are more conscious because we we're, we're there. We see
1: it.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and we know we can go get more, too, in a couple yeah, of days if we exactly. want to. Yeah. Um, we do get
0: kind of spoiled in that sense. It's oops. easy for us to say that, like, when people that live close to the water yeah. and fish a lot. You know, it's it's really easy to say that. But for other people, it might be yeah, <laughs> yeah. easy. But,
2: but, you know, like, um, uh, Chris Wilson and I were talking the other night. And he's like, um, you know, you get 25 trout per person um, for your limit. And it's like, God.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> um
2: so I mean sometimes it is it it is just way too much. Um yeah. and you know you let them go and let them grow so you know yeah. hey dude I'll let you go and maybe I'll catch you in another few years yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the thing is they base a lot of the limits um it seems like <clears throat> based on how many fish they that are out there so you can keep te- keep more because there's more out there. But to me I wish they would start making limits based on like what's too much. Like if it's too like three yellowfin a person, like that's the limit. You know what I mean? Ten mangroves and are big, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like why not make make the limits to where it's, you know, what you know, a, a reasonable amount. One yeah. yellowfin, two yellowfin, I don't know. I, I
2: I would like to see um <clears throat> more of you know, the more of a and I'm not great with regulations so I don't want to piss <laughs> yeah, anybody no. off. But like it's more of to. a slot size Cause like the big mambo's, yeah, those are the breeders. Yeah, yeah. So you know it has to be over you know this yeah. big, and we can kill you know the biggest one. Yeah. But those are the breeders, but the, yeah. like the little ones like, eh, it they depends might get on this. So it I've, totally.
0: It definitely depends on the species. I was talking with uh, Angelo sopetos He's a, a hatcheries manager over in uh, Mississippi, <clears throat> and he. I was talking to him about the triple tail, and he told me that, you know triple, people used to say that those are big breeders coming down here to breed and you, you shouldn't kill them mm-hmm. and blah, 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 because it's the same as like a redfish. But a triple tail is actually a pelagic species. So it, you know, its best breeding size are from like 20 to like 24 inches. And right. Once they get so big, they, they don't, he says they don't really know, but that's what he, you know, he believes because there's such little they know about them. But like a redfish, the idea is that you want to keep a big, healthy stock of, reds and then you could take all the little ones you know right and a lot of other species are like that as well but yeah yeah that's definitely a like a speckled trout slot i think would would make us have bigger trout i would think yeah (laughs) i honestly i
2: there the amount of research that's available um at least what i've looked into has been fairly minimal um you know because it all just depends on the different species and yeah uh (laughs) I really don't know em- enough. Yeah, uh, it, no, I, I, I mean, it. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth about something no, that I don't sure. I don't know about, but um, I, I honestly, I think what's killing our oceans the fastest is the
0: plastic. yeah, because it is it is bad. The plastic is, is terrible. Yeah. yeah. so
2: like one thing that I, I can I do know on experience um, is um, a lot of the times when uh, a dolphin in human care, Mm-hmm. um has a baby a lot of times not not so much anymore because they've gotten so much better as far as um you know even prenatal vitamins with the with with dolphins and stuff like mm-hmm. that um but what we'd find in the past is that the babies would die yeah and you know more research started to be done on them and um whatever the mom takes in the baby takes in and whatever the mom's been taking in over the years can get transferred into the baby so they have things like down syndrome or different right. um, different issues that the first baby will usually die because the mother's been fed so much toxic fish which mind you this is restaurant quality fish this is the same stuff that we're getting in the gro- getting in the grocery store wow so um, yeah the amount of toxins it is um, just crazy, is, right? So yeah many different plastics coming around yeah and days. it just works its way up the food chain yeah. you know because you know these dolphins are eating, or these these herring are eating these uh, little pieces of plankton or you know, whatever, and then they take that and they build it up the food chain. Yeah. That's why. So like, everybody's
0: ingesting it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. that's
2: why, like, even with grouper down in the keys, like, I don't want a big grouper. Yeah. Because that thing probably has so much, t- so many <laughs> so toxins. So much stuff. Yeah, in it. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so.
0: That's crazy. Well, um. Just to backtrack a little bit, is there any, like, story that you could tell us about, like, you fishing with your dad or anything you can, like, kind of pull through, like, a big... Like, did you guys fish a lot or anything did. like that?
2: We did. Um, in when I was younger, we did. Towards the end, um, he, really st- he really picked up kiteboarding. Really? Yeah. So, that was his main thing was, like, you know, when I'd come into town. I lived... Um, I graduated college at Florida Atlantic University, and I moved back in 2009. Mm. And um, so, when I would, when we would go out in the boat together, a lot of the times it was, uh, it was kiteboarding. But the last show that we did together, um, the weather was terrible. We caught, and you know, you're talking to one of the most spoiled people in the world <laughs> here when it comes to fishing. So, um, you know, we had caught some. Spanish mackerels, some syros some jacks, and, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was bad out, and it was my birthday, too, so, <laughs> um, so we, we posted up in this one spot, and, you know, we'd come back into the harbor in Key West, and my dad's like, we might be able to get one of these resident tarpon to eat, but most of these resident tarpon, they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> and so we went, I hooked him, Jumped, lost them. That was a huge bummer. And my dad's like, all right, this is, this is, you know, let's get out of here. Let's try something different. And I saw the tarpon swim under the boat. And I'm like, well, dad, what if I just, you know, maybe if I just hang it over the boat a little bit, you know, see, see what'll happen. He's like, all right, you can try it, honey. And the cameras pointed right at the tarpon. When I dropped my bait in there, I dropped a pilchard in there and the thing just
1: poof, right out of the water. And I was like, my dad says yeah.
2: all my dad says happy birthday, Chrissy and I was like, There you go. So I mean that was um That, that was, was on a show? Yeah, that was on a show. Was it really? That was the last yeah, that was um October of two thousand eleven.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah.
2: Wow. So um <laughs> that was that was really special to be able to, you know, um to do that but again, like a lot of the times I just like to watch Like, I really like... I mean, I really have picked up fishing a lot more lately, but I really just like to watch everybody else have fun, too.
0: Yeah. You like to be on the boat, huh? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. I will say, actually, I do... uh, There is a pretty good story just kind of circulating Mm -hmm. all that whole, like, people will do crazy stuff because they love it. Um, We were diving off this wreck in Key West, and my dad was getting some underwater footage, and he's like, Chrissy, just don't turn your back to the open water. And, of course, I turned my back to the open water. And I felt something. Like, I I kicked something. Wasn't really sure what it was. My dad had the underwater camera. And I hear him screaming in the water. (laughs)
1: Like,
2: what the heck? So I come up. And he just grabs me. And he's smashing his camera down on the water as hard as he can, kicking his fins. Mikey, get over here. Get Chrissy out of the water. Get her out of the water. Opens up the tuna door, picks me up, puts me in the water. I'm like, what just happened? He's like, you didn't feel you kicked that bull shark that was charging right for you? (laughs) (laughs) No? okay, well, you kicked it. <laughs> Stay in the boat. And I'm like, wait, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go see if I can find it so I can get some underwater footage. <laughs> like, this thing just went after your daughter, and okay. But that's, you know, that's in his, that was his, in his DNA. That's, that's you what know. he did, yeah. And, yeah, and that's what you boys do, too. Yeah, like, yeah. you like you thrive on that stuff, and that's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's really cool, but those those are probably... Um, the bull shark one was pretty memorable because yeah. he just, just the way he was like, well, I'm going to go back yeah. and get some underwater
0: footage. <laughs> your, your dad do- dove a lot. Mm-hmm. Really?
2: Yep. Yep. And he loved, um, he would really spend the time to get in the water and watch the fish yeah. and I how the they behaved. Thing. I do the yeah, same thing. That, and that's not very many fishermen get wet all the time.
0: I do all the time. That's Probably good four or five times a week I would good. say I get in <laughs> check good. things out
2: I bet that makes you a better fisherman
0: I I I value it a lot there's a lot of fishermen that would tell you that it you know it, they wouldn't do it or whatever yeah. you know but they haven't done it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you and don't know what you're missing until you until you do it for yourself you know I yeah I think you have to be an all-around water pe- person to be a really good fisherman mm-hmm. I think you gotta you know know you have to be comfortable in the water you have to you know look at fish in the water you have to there's a lot that goes into it. I yeah. Know. Uh, but your dad was definitely a water person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
2: I mean, if you're, if you got hooked up on something, my dad would say, all right, give me your rod and jump in the water and go untangle him. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs>
2: and like, I didn't, um, I didn't know that was like, I didn't know. I always said, I, uh, I never knew what a good fisherman my dad was until I started fishing with other people.
1: <laughs> and I'm like I bet because yeah. you were like spoiled huh? yeah
2: like we were always catching fish you know we yeah. were always and my dad was very good of not to spoil me on like oh we're only going for tarpon but like you catch a jack a jack's a good fight
0: yeah it's yeah. a
2: good you know it's a it's um
0: what was his like favorite do you think he had a favorite thing to go after because like people ask me that all the time and i really don't yeah
2: <laughs> like, i i think in a perfect world he would he would say tarpon, tarpon. He would have said tarpon yeah. yeah which honestly it's mine too yeah they just put on such a show yeah they put on such a show Man, they're I so gotta. prehistoric looking and I,
0: I got to figure out how to catch those things. I caught my first one last year oh, yeah. and it was like a disease when I caught it. I mean, I, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really targeting it, but like whenever I like, which makes it not as cool. If that makes sense. Right. If mm. you're not targeting a tarpon and you catch a tarpon, it's like, you know, but I saw what it was all about, you know, the thing jumped all around the boat and everything. It was, yeah. it was super cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. they they just put on a show and, um, come to the keys in May.
0: Yeah. It's pretty easy.
2: Um, I it's mean, doable.
1: It's doable,
2: but yeah. that's like that's when you get the big push. I mean, tarpon season is March, April, May, June, yeah. July-ish. I mean, I c- <laughs> they're still they're still around, um, but that's when like you go on the flats and you see like right. hundreds yeah. everywhere, and the big worm hatches go off, and you just look around, and everywhere you see is just boop, just tarpon yeah. just eating them up.
0: Well, you, you live down there. Who should I go with? Who's some good guides?
2: Oh, don't put me on the spot right now. I don't want to piss anybody you
0: know off.
1: Some. Yeah,
2: why don't you just ask me? No, the, no, no. You don't have there's to. There's four right to. outside. Yeah. <laughs> so either Captain Chuck Jones, Captain Gabe Nyblad, <laughs> Captain uh, JT. Or that's the
0: problem with a lot of gods. is like you need to come under it. Like everybody that's friends, that's guides. One, <laughs> one service, right? Because then it <laughs> makes it not so complicated it's
2: um you know it can get very there
0: everybody wants to work for themselves like i get it (laughs) well
2: it's it's funny because like you know most of my friends are guys and um now you'll never hear so much drama between fishing guides
0: yeah, <laughs> you know the oh
2: the girls they're such drama. You could drama spearhead it. You
0: could do the Spanish fly fishing charters. <laughs> it's... It would probably sell a lot. and yeah. Let everybody kind of get underneath it. Yeah, no, I'm just you talking. know <laughs>
2: like a Spanish fly outfitters. I mean, listen,
0: it's it can come up, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah. We have a lot of things going on right now so um you know i'm excited
0: i mean there's definitely you 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 know you already have the brand there yeah that's that's cool you know and you guys are obviously very involved already so yeah can't wait to see where it goes
2: yeah we're currently in the process of of building um fishing apparel like built by guides you know i've i've been in the industry for a handful of years and a lot of the people that make this clothing they make the clothing because they love to fish Well, um, what we're building, and working with people who are actually in the fashion industry. I don't need anybody in the fishing industry telling me, telling us like how to do this stuff, but I need somebody to show me what's, you know, uh, what the different paneling is called and all the different fabrics. And did you know that when something says like, you know, 30 SPF or 50 SPF, like all that stuff sprayed on the clothes after it's already built? (laughs) <laughs> like just all kinds of things that like that I didn't know, but these guys in the fashion industry, they know all this stuff. So not all I have to do, but you know what <laughs> you can
0: partner up with the right people,
2: what, or... it, what, what our job is, is, you know, it's everybody, my whole clan, you know, everybody's involved. You know, you tell me what you like about certain stuff too, after we're done. But um, I can, I can tell you the, Having the uh, sunglass cleaner little patch stitched in right here, so you can clean your sunglasses off well, if I need my sunglasses cleaned off, chances are that the lower part of my body's going to be soaked too <laughs> so yeah. and it's like it's not it's not practical it doesn't yeah. you know it doesn't always work and you know just the different colors that work well and just the offshore versus inshore stuff because yeah. it's all so different. you don't want a neon orange. Shirt
1: mm-hmm.
0: when
2: you're pulling in skinny water,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> you, you're you very know? visible, right? yeah.
2: But so it's just like these just the little things that'll make us yeah, stand, stand apart, stand mm-hmm. out. Um, and you know, it's socially conscious, we're building it in the United States, um, economically friendly. Uh, like for example, I'm is a it big mostly
0: f- going to be apparel? Are you guys doing other things as well, or mostly just apparel? Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> I'm only
2: one lady, <laughs> and I have two kids. But yeah, we're getting there.
0: Cool. How old are your kids, by the way?
2: My boys, um, AJ is four, and Ryder is one and a half.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's There's awesome. a whole family going on.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're they're a handful, but they're fantastic. I mean, AJ's AJ's got the fish and sickness. It's I mean,
1: every <laughs> single day. Mommy, we go
2: fishing off the dock. Mommy, we, we go fishing. Passed it down, huh? And this whole time, we've told him, you know, AJ, Mommy, and Uncle Chuck are going on a quest for tuna. <gasps> so you're going to come back and bring me sushi? <laughs> every single day. Mommy, can I see the tuna? <laughs> mommy, can I see tuna? We've been FaceTiming. I'm like, honey, we don't. I have tuna in the fridge. Okay. And, like, just showing him the marina. Mommy, I want to go on the big boat. <laughs> And it's it, I'm excited for them. I mean Ryder's one and a half, he doesn't do, do much yet, but yeah. he's he's getting there. But I I'm mean, sure you needed
0: this break, huh? <laughs>
2: yeah, it was fun.
0: Well tell us about it. Like well, you guys did uh four days of fishing, huh? Yep. We're down here at uh, Rivers End, you guys Dana is a phenomenal cook, guys. Oh my gosh. And if you guys want to book with Rivers End, they got some really nice camps here. Do it. And uh Dana knows how to cook. She's, She's- definitely the best in venice in my opinion so One good of the best, so sure.
2: good i've had some of the best food like consistently every night yeah for four days i haven't eaten this well ever yeah i mean she's absolutely fantastic yeah, I mean, you can't sushi, help but have a good time here man Yeah, no, so. <laughs> the sushi plates that she puts together and just you know the gumbo and the in the shrimp boil i mean everything's been fantastic on point yeah she um, even
0: made you guys bread pudding last night huh? she
2: did oh I, I fell asleep yeah <laughs> I, I I put myself to bed <laughs> I left,
0: but yeah it looked good yeah, I saw
2: it. <laughs> yeah, after the long drive home yesterday yeah um i was i was uh the beer ran out, and Chrissy went to bed, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you guys fished like inshore offshore inshore offshore mm-hmm. or no it was...
2: did offshore inshore yeah. offshore inshore, yeah, so yeah. you did four days, yeah.
0: Cool. And how was the inshore?
2: Inshore was good. Constant action. Um, lots of trout, some reds. Uh, I caught my second catfish. Um,
0: <laughs> second catfish ever? Ever? Ever. Ever. Oh my god. I know. That's I'm crazy. so I'm
2: spoiled, dude. I'm so spoiled. <laughs> That's we, crazy. I guess we you don't, don't
0: have... use bait much, huh? <laughs>
2: no, I fish in the Keys. Yeah. We don't have catfish, really. Oh, I mean, no we catfish, really? I mean, like, Keys. once you start working your way up into, like, the brackish water and stuff, but not um <laughs> uh, i use bait a lot they'll
0: eat plastic around here yeah. <laughs> we just don't have them yeah
2: we just don't have them we don't have that brown water you yeah, know? yeah. um it's super super clear so um yeah and uh, but i um what else you caught inshore or offshore
0: oh um, i guess either, either. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um we caught a lot of speckled trout and uh, quite a few redfish and uh some catfish inshore with chris um and then uh captain chris wilson he will keep you entertained that is for sure Uh, he's hilarious he is he is is. he's funny um and he's a great captain he's a great teacher um he's very patient uh you know again i haven't like i've fished my entire life but this is a different kind of fishing yeah and um we don't have the clear
0: water and everything it's so much different here. yeah <laughs> yeah so he is. was
2: you know he just very patient um with me and teaching me some of the, the way y'all i've never used a popper before yeah so that was i mean it's easy but yeah. he's he's just a, he's a really great teacher he's incredibly entertaining and that's you know if you're not catching you have to entertain your guys
1: yeah.
2: too <laughs> um offshore we went with uh captain joey davis yeah. He's uh, been on
0: my podcast twice. He's has a he? Great. Yeah. He's a he's, good friend of mine as well. <laughs> he's
2: he's fantastic. So I met Joey. Um, I used to go to this tournament, uh, the Mississippi Billfish Gulf Coast Classic. Yeah. And um, I linked up with, I mean, he was here all the time, Neil Greider. Mm-hmm. And he uh, unfortunately passed away. And um, But I met Joey out there too. And Neil was kind of like our common bond mm-hmm. so when everything happened with neil and then my late husband who passed away um i was like i gotta go fishing out there because neil was all, always out there i mean my dad had been here and my dad fished with chris so that's how i kind of like went through the um went through the list and i was like now nah, i want to fish with someone my, ga- my dad fished with um mm-hmm. and um so offshore uh i caught my first yellow fin <laughs> um really did, yeah. that was your first one mm-hmm
0: Wow, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've caught a lot of black fin. I caught a big eye. And then, um, yeah, now I've got a yellow fin. I don't know how y'all do it. Yeah, (laughs) it's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, going that far. I mean, us far... Is 25 miles.
0: Yeah, that's far, huh? <laughs> that's far.
2: I mean, you can be catching sailfish. I caught my first sailfish in 20 feet of water.
0: Yeah. You know, like yeah, that's crazy. It's
2: it's a it's a whole different ball game there. But you guys, what you guys catch are big. Yeah. You know, but I
0: say it a lot. It's like done it so much growing up. It's like you learn that you got to put in. Like, there's gonna be parts of it that really suck. <laughs> but it it's it's doing it in hopes that you know. You'll have you'll that have day. A, you'll yeah. have an epic day, yeah. you know, where you see a whale shark or you see, you know. We saw a sperm whale. You guys saw a sperm whale? We row? saw a
2: sperm whale, my first sperm whale. So really? that was, yeah, that was That's super epic. cool. Was I can't that believe, the second day? Or that was the first day. I can't believe day. I forgot about that. That was... How close did you guys close, get Close. Really? Close. And Did you try and get in? No, no. No? I have way too much respect for a meat-eating giant. <laughs> if, I mean, and listen, like... um, there's just so much we don't know about sperm whales, um, because they they are such deep animals. So you
0: think they would hurt somebody?
2: I don't think. Like they, I've never heard of that. That's why. No, asking. no, and just like um, there's there's never been uh, a documented case of like a killer whale in the wild hurting a yeah. human, but I would worry more about getting in their way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, so because like. You, you think about it. I've gotten with you, one before. Yeah, it was it, my my dad had a closer encounter than I did. I mine was kind of from a distance, but yeah, I know what you mean because their eyes are you know 90 feet that way, and their tails back here by yeah. you. you know? Yeah, so
2: yeah. I um. We don't know enough, and I just didn't want to get in the way. Being around... Um, the
0: reason I ask, I do not mean to put you on the spot there, but I remember y'all were asking about whale sharks. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to dive with a whale shark. Yeah. You know? So yeah. why don't I want to dive with a sperm <laughs> yeah, whale? Yeah, that's why I just... I, I don't mean, know. You know
2: what? Like, thinking about it, because my mom and I have been talking about... Um, there's a resident um, pod of sperm whales in a country called Dominica, mm-hmm. and that's one thing we her and I have been talking about, and I was like, I'd want to go dive with some sperm whales. But just right then and there. um,
0: (laughs) It's different when you're there. Maybe
2: I'll check it out when (laughs) when I get there, too. Uh, I haven't really been doing... I have some other other, uh, medical stuff going on lately. I have epilepsy. Oh, boy. So um, I'm getting brain surgery here soon in December. So that's like another, like, you know, not getting in the water. Because I don't know if, if you knew. That's how my husband died. Really, he had a seizure and fell into the water and drowned.
0: Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Holy and cow.
2: Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be like, I'm the one with the epilepsy. But he had a, he had, um, a pretty heavy brain injury um, a few years ago and uh, would have like a sporadic seizure here and there. Wow. So um, that's another, that was like part of the other one too, where it's like, I want to get all that in check
0: yeah i can't I, imagine like yeah. you've gone through a lot <laughs> in your life man yeah i think about it, like i've been very fortunate in my life like i got you know a lot of loved ones still here with me mm-hmm. both my parents and everything and like i you know i feel like i have to talk to people like you to kind of like you know appreciate it's, yeah appreciate it. Yeah. it you know what i mean, I mean yeah. it gives you man, hug them close yeah <laughs> <kiss> yeah <them. laughs>
2: absolutely but you yeah. know like um like with my uh my crew that's here with me right now, I mean, Chuck and, and Gabe, um, were some of my husband's best friends. And when, uh, when Dave died, they stepped up, you know, like Chuck's pretty much helping me raise my boys. Cause I can't drive right now. And, um, Gabe's fiance, Lacey picks, uh, picks the boys up and, um, drops them off at daycare for me. You know, it's like when, when tragedy like that happens, um, kind of uh the people that matter will step up and they really have i mean obviously my mother and my my cousin sam and stuff like that they're but that's kind of like you have to that's part Mm -hmm. of your job (laughs) um but uh yeah i've gone through some stuff but uh, i think it makes me appreciate and um I have family, you know, I got to pick my, you know, pick <laughs> yeah, my family. Yeah, you get to pick, pick your family. It's not yeah. like, oh, God, you know that one aunt that can't, you, you, you know, <laughs> like some, my, um.
0: You want them there. <laughs> yeah,
2: I really, I, I mean, I have a great squad of people that have really, and living in the Keys and the community that we have tight, down there. It's tight, It's tight. So tight. Yeah. Like you, anything from, you know, I needed, I needed a handful of estate stuff done and the, you know, um. One of the lawyers in Marathon was like, Chrissy, I'm here to help. Um, the doctor, or my local doctor's office, you know, if there's something that I need a prescription called in, yeah. something really quick, like Dr. Greider will do it because he's been my doctor since I was like five.
1: Yeah,
0: But yeah.
2: just a little, the lady at Wendy at the post office, Yeah, you yeah. know, it's just, uh, we all it's help. Like, it's a lot
0: like Venice in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, not much up the road, but like right here in Venice in the marina, it's like everybody knows everybody yeah. and everybody's willing to help everybody. Yeah. It's kind of like that small fishing town vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then even like, um, flip Palette is helping, uh, me with a lot of stuff with, uh, um, with a lot of navigating some of the different fishing industries stuff or dave pfeiffer who was one of my dad's really good friends and he's one of the top guys at shimano really? um just wow. you know a lot of a lot of my dad's friends have stepped up in a lot of different ways um so it's yeah death sucks and epilepsy <laughs> is stupid man. but um i have you know i have one of the greatest groups of people that somebody could ask for So, um, you know, people step up when, when they're needed and those are the people you want around.
0: Yeah. We're coming up on an hour now. Is there anything else you'd want to talk about or say or? No, just thank you.
2: (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: No, Chrissy, I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on. It was, uh, a lot of fun to talk to you, you know, just about your dad stuff, those stories you told. really. <laughs> That's it, really cool because, like, you know, those moments with the tarpon and stuff, that, that stuff's really cool. So, uh, I have really one other it. quick
2: story for you. This cool. This is probably my yeah, favorite yeah. fishing Go story. Ahead. Go um, ahead. I love fishing stories. So it was um, my husband. Um, he was in the Navy for nine years and turned fishing guide when he got stationed in the Keys. And um, he uh, he was on the quest for his first permit. And I don't know how much y'all know about permit, but they're kind of like, Mm -hmm. they're kind of like the cat, Uh, very bitchy, ungrateful, like (laughs) everybody loves fishing fishing for them. So Dave was on on the quest for his first uh, permit and we caught him. And my dad was doing a permit show at the time and we'd help him get some underwater footage here and there. Um, So I jumped in the water, I have the camera and the permits at the front of the boat the thing does a complete 360 and swims straight into my cleavage line and sits there and kicks. It was like a prob- probably a solid five seconds of this permit motorboating me. <laughs> and and so I end up, I scream. I, jo- I drop the camera. And it was long story short. Dave never let me live it down that his first permit never got a photo. <laughs> <laughs> like, but he got a motorboat. I you mean, know? <laughs> so that's, that's probably funny. yeah. Did yeah. you actually catch
0: it? No, it got away. He caught it. He caught he it. He caught
2: it. He grabbed it, but then I dropped the camera.
0: Oh, okay. So we had
2: we were sitting there, no mask and snorkel. Me and my buddy Nate are looking around, looking in the water. You know, no mask and snorkel in the salt water, looking for this camera. And Dave's just sitting there with his with his permit. Like, are you kidding me right now, you guys? there's no cameras on everybody's phone was dead and this yeah (laughs) that's crazy So he never let us live that down and we're like well dave i guess you know you never really caught a permit if there's not a picture of it right (laughs) that's funny so well thank you again for having me
0: yeah no i really appreciate it it's uh it's really cool and um yeah if you ever come back down to venice like yeah, hopefully we'll see you'll we'll see you again sometime. In, yeah, uh,
2: well, I'll I'll definitely stay here. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. the next time I come, um, I'm gonna I'll bring the boys. Yeah, uh, we'll, you gotta bring the boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because um, uh, Ryder's coming up on it. He's you know again he's still one and a half, but AJ's got it, man. He's got <laughs> it, and it's just like all right, well he'll stay if you don't embrace the water in the keys you're you're gonna get into trouble yeah but yeah you got that's... to you gotta love it or you're gonna
0: be yeah and <laughs> he's
2: you know i know he's gonna spend almost every moment i, I know i'm gonna come home and he's not gonna be like off smoking pot with his buddies he's gonna be out fishing, fishing with his yeah. buddies and i'm gonna be like that He's, he stole my boat. <laughs> <laughs> not worried about him taking my car. I'm worried about him <laughs> taking the boat. Yeah, on. yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. Super
0: early in the morning. Yeah. Well, thanks again, oh, and thank you. don't forget your bottle of vodka, Yellowfin vodka. Everybody, go go yes. out and get yours.
2: Yeah, absolutely not. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks all right. again. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Please give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram at Town Talks. Also, if you'd like to book a charter with me, you can do so by visiting our website at mgfishing.com. That's Mexican Gulf website, where you'll find my online booking calendar with all my open dates. And remember, guys, always be safe while out on the water.